gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Back to the Past. And we are here to talk about part two of the Seven Years' War. I would like to welcome the host, Nick, and his co-host, Rohan. And I'm here as, uh, as another co-host for part two. I wasn't here for part one. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm here now. And I would like to say happy late Valentine's to all the singles and couples out there. Now, who likes to start talking about part two of the Seven Years' War? And also, happy President's Day. We also forgot to say that. My bad, people. We all like President's Day. Yeah, happy President's Day to um, all our American viewers. And hope you're just staying safe over, you know, the pandemic and the snowstorms, too, if you get, like, because all across the country, there's snowstorms all over. Especially in the Middle, then the middle East. The Mid-Atlantic area. The north, yeah, the Northeast. Is, the Northeast yeah. is pretty bad. I heard the mid Midwest is hit pretty bad, too. So, our first part is going to be talking about What's going to happen in the peace treaty? So what's your opinion about what's going to happen in the peace treaty? So which theater do you want to start on first? Oh, I was uh, thinking European because that's like the main one, obviously. I Yeah, I think we take on the, the major side effects first of the peace treaty, and then we take on, you know, India, which is going to be the second major part. And I think the least important part is yeah. going to be North America. North America, yeah. Because North it wasn't America, of a conflict in North America. Yeah, North America for right yeah. now. There's going to be more coming up with that. I think, see, in my opinion, North America, it's more the future, like future, future, but like, you know, the 1900s and the early 20th century. Yeah, when America becomes, when the United States of America becomes influential. Yeah, world superpower. Because like before then, America is like, you know, just a nation. It's not really as important to world power. Yeah, exactly. Like I think by the 1860s, 1890s, it's becoming big. It's becoming powerful, but the major powers just don't want to recognize it, basically. Well, that's a general timeline, 1860s or 1890s. (laughs) All right, after the Civil War. Anyway, let's start, yeah. So, um, Nick, you want to go? No, no, no. It's your turn. I was just going to ask you, what do you do? What's your opinion on the, what's going to happen with the peace treaty? I'll talk or, about the European theater first, I guess. That's what I'll say. Yeah. The, um, alternate, the alternate peace treaty of 1763, the peace treaty so, of Paris, 1763, yeah. but in the perspective of Rohan. So, in my opinion, Prussia, so Prussia was a major ally of the British. So one of the major consequences of the French winning the war is Prussia gets divided. And obviously, like, there will be a weaker Prussian state, but it's, it's not enough to unify Germany as how Prussia unified Germany in our timeline. So I think that Austria would get Silencia, while the Russia, Russia gets the far you know, eastern Prussia because it's like near their border, so it makes sense. And as I said, Prussia would be weakened. That's definitely true. Also, another thing, as I said, Germany would not be nationalized, but... I feel like, see, with the Industrial Revolution, Germany, they have still this common identity. It's not going to be achieved through militaristic means by uniting one nation like with Prussia. But I think that it could be a federation could be formed, you know, generally probably under Austrian leadership because Prussia is a lot weaker now. But Austria is one of the stronger German powers, like Germanic-speaking powers. So I think that Austria would have a federation of the German nations. So, Ron, I do like your point about the partitioning of Prussia specifically. And the reason why I say that is because in this scenario, we would see the Treaty of Paris occurred around 1760, 1761, before actually Tsar Peter comes to power. And this is, bef- this is the Tsarian Elizabeth that's going to be negotiating it. So she was pretty keen on partitioning Prussia, as a matter of fact, with Austria. And as you said before, Silesia was actually a very important part. In fact, the reason why they really fought over this, this is the re- it's the reason why they started the Seven Years' War. However, another thing you forgot to mention is uh, the personal union of Great Britain and Hanover, as during that time, the Kingdom of Hanover and Great Britain were merged together in a personal union due to 
the ending of the Stuart line in England around 1702, 1714. I was around that time period. So I do like your point on that, but I think the most I think an important part we're gonna forget about is the handover line. I don't I don't think it's gonna be it's gonna have to choose either A, handover's gonna have to separate from Britain, or B, it's gonna have to be uh kind of weird. It's a kind of weird situation. I don't know what they're gonna do with handover, but yeah, I do agree with your part on partitioning Prussia. How about you, Alien Invader or Tej? Like I totally agree about how you said that Russia is going to get East Prussian territory, I totally think, because Russia sent a lot of operations of Russian army on Polish-Lithuanian territory. So obviously they're going to get that territory, but if they're going to win the war, they're also going to get East Prussian territory. I don't think that France is going to get any territory from Prussia near the Germany lands due to the HRE um, influence, because I feel like people realize, even though the Holy Roman Empire was not was not like a direct influence in the war it was it's still a major player in like european affairs so even though they're not like directly involved with the war i'm saying directly but like i still think they're if like france did get some territory and having like their massive kingdom into germany lands the holy roman empire will be kind of scared because of politics during back then in europe and europe is back then was like we don't want you to be more powerful than me but yeah, I basically agree with a lot of your points, how Fran uh, Prussia will be split off. Germany will probably not be united because Prussia was definitely one of the biggest, uh, you know, Dutch um, kingdoms out there. And Prussia got a lot of territory out of that Seven Years' War. But, you know, maybe during the Industri Industrial Revolution, when German, uh, small German uh, kingdoms and like, Dutchies, and when they like start booming products and they have like a strong nationality pride, they will obviously unite. It's just going to take a longer process. Yeah, I mean, I do kind of agree with that. But my question, See, oh, you can go. Yeah, but my question is more of a uh, is something like what you said specifically. One of the where did you read that uh, Poland Lithuania? There was operations within Poland Lithuania from Russia. This was during 1756 to 1763. So this is, but, just, this is just troop maneuvers, you mean? Like yes, they're just yes. Moving, okay, okay. I thought it was like more of a, an attack. I'm like, I didn't think the Polish was the way any Commonwealth was involved. One no. more thing to mention, though, is uh, that I, none of us didn't mention, and I forgot to mention it, actually, is that Sweden was partially involved in the war, as we mentioned in the first video, with them invading Pomerania. And so I believe, I believe that Sweden, in order to increase their uh, Baltic Empire, they're going to go ahead and take some of Pomerania too. So I think we'd have a smaller Prussia. It's really going to be more of a Margraviate of Brandenburg like it was way back when, before the Seven Years' War. This is before they merged into Prussia or Brandenburg Prussia at this point in time. I totally agree with you, Nick. I think uh, Sweden will definitely get some Baltic territory because we keep forgetting that Sweden isn't just like this defenseless defenseless neutral country like in the modern age it was a big player i still i really think it was a big player back in the days i mean like they had great allies like france russia that's why they were part of the war they were an empire back in the days if you learn swedish history and i mean like we all know about the decline of sweden but if they were part of the uh the winners of the Seven Years' War, this could have helped uh, stabilize the Swedish kingdom, or you could say empire. So I just want to add on and say that, uh, to contradict your point right there, Sweden was not really a major ally of Russia and France. They were more of a co-belligerent, per se. As like, I, I don't think Sweden really allied themselves with Russia and France. They more just hopped on. 
they're more of a bandwagoners per se. Like you, you talk about modern when the Golden State Warriors were a big thing back when uh, Kevin Durant joined them. Everyone bandwagoned them. That's just Sweden, really, in uh, the Seven Years' War, if you look at it. So okay. you you do have but, a good point, but I still think like Sweden still wants territories from. Yeah, like, I, I didn't disagree with you. Yeah, they I, want territories because, like, um, as um, I believe Nick said in the previous episode, um, Sweden essentially they want to like their empire is diminishing; it's growing smaller, and they want to have some national pride back, some prestige. So they want to have some of their older lands, or at least some new lands. To make their empire grow again and have prestige, as I mentioned before. Yeah, you're correct about that. They, since their main goal during the times of Gustavus Adolphus, and really, they were really trying to expand and form the Baltics, the, uh, like a Baltic Sea Empire of sorts, which is the reason why, actually, if you play U4, there's a paradox achievement that they have called, I don't remember what the achievement is called, but it's basically just where Sweden surrounds all of the Baltics. So I think that's a key factor to where Sweden's head was at historically. But we can go into an entire different thing if you want to talk about Sweden's history as an empire with the Great Northern War and stuff like that. Hey, maybe future alternate history topic. What if Sweden won the Great Northern War? But let's get off that topic. Let's get back to the Treaty of Paris, this time around 1760. So I think we're done with this topic. What about you guys? Yeah, I think we go to Prussia part. And before we, before we continue, I just want to mention that one of our viewers left us a voice message, which you will hear right now. Man. I love the Back to the Past podcast so much. I listen to it every day before I walk my dog and as I'm going to work. I, I don't know what I would do without the Back to the Past podcast. It's literally curing my boredom every day when I listen to it. Thank you to Back to the Past. So one of the things a lot of people would think is that if France wins the war, they're obviously going to need to pull off a land invasion on the UK or at least they'll end up at the end of the um, at the end, they're going to have some of the UK homeland. And I strongly disagree with this. The French Navy is strong, no doubt. But the British Navy is just stronger. Like, they can definitely go competing head-to-head. But in my belief, I think the French will never get a land invasion on British home soil. I can understand, like, them seizing colonies, which they will, in our opinion, my opinion. I will, they will definitely seize overseas colonies and take more of India than the British want. But I believe that they will never take the British homeland. And that's something that I really want to stress. What about you guys? What do you guys think? I think that I thought I didn't even think that was a debate. Did, did you really think that was? A, I personally didn't think that was a debate at all. Yeah, no, I was doing some research and I found that some people believe that um, it was necessary or like it would happen. Which is, it was not necessary at all. Not yeah, necessary, but it would, it would happen. It could happen, which I was surprised because like the French Navy, they're strong and they could definitely beat the British Navy, but they can't defeat the British Navy in defending their homeland, the British's homeland. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I have to agree with you there. I'm sorry, but like, did they say specifically the British? Like, did they say the British Isles or did they say homeland? Because yeah, British, talk- British oh, Isles. It's different if we're talking about like the monarch's homeland, which in this case would be oh. Han- the Kingdom of Hanover during the time. They were referencing <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Yeah, my bad for the confusion. I was talking about the British Islands itself. Okay, no, the British. Okay, because uh, if you didn't know during this time, the the monarchs of Great Britain. So at this time, it would be George II, and then George III would come to power in 1760. Actually, as they they lose the war, as a matter of fact. Uh, they're from Hanover, and so they still have a pretty strong German tie two generations. And in fact, George II didn't really speak English at all. He actually spoke German a majority of the time. But back to topic. Oh, that's interesting. So did he have like an um, interpreter with him at all times? or? I don't know, actually. I, I would assume he did. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, actually. I mean, right, yeah, but... that shows you like how the royal marriages worked in um, the whole Europe in general. Yeah, it was really just because of the blind. Whole... Yeah. Yeah. All right, so next up we have India. So we're going to let uh, Tej, who's very passionate about India, explain. So what do you think would happen? 
So what I would think about India is that obviously in reality, Britain won the war and took most of the territory in India and France got like little portions. But this time, France is going to get a lot of Indian territory this time. So I think like, so obviously the war started to, uh, began in southern India and spread into Bengal. And then like, obviously France and Britain was just fighting each other. So what I think will happen is that southern India will be going to France and northern India will go to Britain. What do you guys think? Yeah, so as you said, I, India would definitely be divided. So the, what I believe is that France would take a lot of South India, which is a good amount. And South India has great fishing lands, has good farming for um, spices. But definitely, as you said, the British would not, they're not going to give up all their gains because it's not going to be a ter- it's not going to be like a devastating defeat. Like all the troops are like, you know, surrender, whatever. But it's going to be a loss. But they're still going to hang on to Bengal up north. So like, by, if you know there's a peninsula on the west, the yeah, the northwest is a peninsula. So I think south of that peninsula could be the divide or a little bit south of Bombay, if you know where that is. But it's definitely going to be divided. And the French are going to occupy a lot more, meaning the British will have competition of Indian exports or whatever. Because in our timeline, India was one of the most important colonies for the British Empire. Because the North and South, they both provided valuable resources for the empire. So now having those resources, you know, the whole country being split into two with different resources on each side is going to impact both their growths. And France is definitely going to benefit from this compared to our timeline. And the British are going to suffer compared to our timeline. What do you guys think? So can I ask a quick question real quick? So I know this is kind of unrelated, but I'm just curious. Is Calcutta part of... Uh... Is Calcutta... Is that Calcutta now? Calcutta? Calcutta? Um, that's in the south, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's in the is that south. Bombay now? Is that what they used to... No. He's, he's talking about modern Calcutta. Uh, Calcutta is in the south. Yeah. Bombay is now called Mumbai. No. Calcutta, oh. Calcutta is in the east. East. Saudish. Oh, it's, oh my bad. Kolkata is Bengal area. Bengal. Bengal. Yeah, Kolkata is in Bengal. Okay. Yeah, so remember Kolkata is in Bengal. If yeah, that makes so it it's the Bengal part. Yep. All right. So Kolkata right, would there. definitely be British. So the add on to your point, I do 100% agree with you that that Britain, that was like a most important colony for them. I'd say even more important than the, the 13 colonies during the time period, as afterwards it was known as the jewel of the British crown. However, I don't. However, this would be like 20th century. That's when it's going to really start to affect the British once they take control of the British East India Company yeah, around like company, 1857. Right, they take the colony from the company, right? Right. Yeah, from the Sepoy Rebellion. So I don't think it's going to be that important now, but only because it's going to really affect the British East India Company, and it's going to have it's going to present a lot of troubles. I think through the first couple of years, but I think they'll eventually get used to it. And I do agree that there's going to be a northern influence zone and a southern influence zone. But otherwise, I can't really add much else to it. I think you really did a good job explaining it, both of you guys. For the immediate impacts, at least. Yeah, immediate impact. So, so North America is probably the least impactful in our immediate future, which is, I would say, considers probably for the next 30, 40, 50 years-ish, before anything major happens in the North American continent, which would be, I guess, the major, we can start the Mexican-American War, which... I think it could still happen, but we'll get to there when we get to there. But first, let's talk about the actual terms of the treaty, which we just... Oh, not terms, sorry. Okay. But first, let's discuss immediately what would happen after the terms of the treaty. So, France, they would keep their Canada. So, Britain and France would split Canada. The 13 colonies would stay British, as I remember before. 
And I feel like the French could definitely and probably will get a few Caribbean colonies. Like, they have Haiti, which during this time has still not rebelled yet and successfully gotten their independence. But Jamaica, Jamaica is like another Haiti, but it's British. Great for sugar. It's in the Caribbean heat. So I could definitely see the French taking Jamaica for themselves because now they have two colonies right there, two like Haiti, sugar, Massapol. They have two sugar-producing colonies. And I think that the Louisiana Purchase would still happen, but it would happen differently. So hear me out before um, you guys think about your open... I think about your opinions, so hear me out. So obviously the British, I mean the French, would hold on to their colony territory in the Louisiana Purchase, but again, here comes the difference between the French um, colonization of North America versus British. French is, you know, very widespread, fur post here and there. There's like not many people there to populate and really show that it's French other than the French flags and on the maps. And compared to British, there's towns, there's cities, settlements all over the place. You can really show that they're British, not just flags and maps. So during this time, the British, the Anglo settlers in the 13 colonies started heading west and they were interfering with the natives. So what happened in our timeline is that when the king, the British king got um, more land, they had the right of rule saying the uh, settlers could not go west to protect the natives and to protect conflict so they didn't have to do soldiers. But in this timeline, there would be no rule, such rule, in my opinion. So I think the Anglo settlers would go west and eventually kind of force the French hand. Because they can't rule land that's occupied by their enemies, the people per se. What do you guys think? Oh, I think that's actually worked several times as a matter of fact in history. So, I mean, you're, you're right. It's going to eventually force their French hand, but it's worked for a little bit of time. So this is going to be like a little yeah. bit of a temporary. Like, for example, A, we could talk about the Americans in Texas when it was Mexican still. Yeah, and but then it I'm became gonna... American. And then they had their independence and became American. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, okay. But... My question would be you're, you're, what you're referencing is that the reason why they were prevented west was because of native settlement, but they didnn't own the Louisiana at, at the time. So, what are you no, saying? Ohio River Valley, but I still they got so, that from so the French. The, so, wait, 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 you said you were so I'm so no, Ohio River Valley, split. right? Okay, listen, so that's still part of the same French territory per se. It's just we got it separately. So, the Ohio River Valley was with the Treaty of Paris in our timeline, and then we bought Louisiana Purchase separately. But obviously, if the French had better terms, they would not give away the Ohio River Valley to the British, so that would still be part of French. The French North American territories. So that would be. I'm just considering that with the Louisiana Purchase. That's my. So America. why are we talking about the Louisiana Purchase if it's America? Louisiana territory. America, Louisiana about, territory. How about that? Yeah, we're talking about 1803 here. We're talking about 1760 right now. We're not, we're he is, he's like, portraying it as like when Louisiana Purchase happened, uh, America got about a new general, territory yeah. and they populated that territory. He's saying it as another way. I he's think just, that's. I, I think that's going to be very hard to do. Okay, I think that's going to be very hard to do. Say what your opinion would be on the North American. So I was going to talk about like immediate consequences right now. So all, my alternate version of the Treaty of Paris in North America would be, I don't think, because you said they would be splitting Canada. I don't think that's happening. I think at most, I believe that at the time the British had Nova Scotia, or am I wrong about that? I might be wrong about that. I probably am wrong about that, but I don't think there's going to be any major border changes. As a matter of fact, I do agree with you on that point. One thing to note is that the French won't be losing really anything. And the Ohio River Valley is going to still become very contested. So I think we eventually will see another war between France and England. But we can talk about that in the next episode, which will be concluding this trilogy. But in immediate consequences, I do think that we're going to see an American Revolution, 100%. I think we might we could see it a couple of years earlier, say 1770, because we're going to have the we're going to have the chain the chains oh not the chains the balls rolling about five three five years earlier than it happened. So. 
you know, it's kind of like reparations payments, right? So they have to increase the taxes. I think it's going to number one. They already had them. They already had a lot of taxes put in place of them, but now they're going to have even more. So I think that's going to be a major. I think that's going to be something that'll affect the American Revolution. Now the question is, will the Americans get their independence? Yes or no? This is a difficult one. America will win or not? As we know in our timeline, America, they had some victories here and there, but they were struggling. They were struggling. It was really bad, and they needed the French help. And this again, this is in our timeline. The French, basically, in my opinion, the French kind of, I wouldn't say they carried them, but the French did a major role in helping the Americans win the revolution. So in this timeline, as mentioned, the French have no need to, um, have no need to help the Americans. They don't have to show to the British that they can they can still do stuff. They're still a fighting power in Europe. They're not humiliated from humiliated from losing the war. So they have no real reason to. So I feel like that America is would lose the revolution. But hear me out, hear me out. I I still feel like America would definitely get more freedoms. Not in the short run, like in the first like, you know, f- a few years after the revolution. Obviously they're gonna get punished for revolting. But after that, I think the crown will start giving America more freedoms and I think eventually, like, by the 1820s-ish, maybe, I don't know, sometime in the future, but in the near future, they'd become a dominion. Like, how Canada was a dominion, I think they would become a dominion of the empire. Yeah, I get what you mean, but I have to strongly disagree with you here. My opinion is, is that if America does lose a revolution, I don't think a, a Britain that lost the Seven Years' War would be taking them so lightly. I think they would be taking it down, they would be taking down a much darker road. I don't think that... They're going to be beheading, number one, they're going to be beheading the revolutionaries. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that they lost the war. I mean, I forgot to consider that. But yeah, you're right. They'd be really pissed because first they lost the war against the French. And now one of the more important colonies, like in terms of cotton production, during that time, we know in modern and more recent times, obviously, it's not as important as other colonies. But in this early 1700s, late 1700s time, it was still one of the more profit-producing ones. The British Empire would be really pissed. You're right. But I still feel well, yeah, like, like I said, they would definitely end up giving more independence because they want to make sure they, they would not. They would not. Hundred okay. percent. I'm. So, I had to strongly disagree with you. Like you can argue with me, but I personally think my opinion is more in terms of. Uh, I think if if they try to revolt against them, they're gonna be they're gonna be beheading their leaders. So George Washington will be beheaded. Thomas Jefferson beheaded. Anybody anybody's signature on the Declaration of Independence will be hunted down and beheaded. I think Britain would start to enforce more strict rules, and they would have to because America would, would get a tra- taste of revolution. And as you know, America is a pretty, as a pretty free roaming nation. They had they like to go in their own cowboy spirit, and so I think in this scenario, America is going to keep revolting. It would be one, a very rebellious colony per se. As uh, historians would know, they would be America would be like the Rhode Island of Great Britain's colonies in this scenario. They just wouldn't give a hoot and nanny. By Rhode Island, Rhode Island, don't you mean, didn't Rhode Island, Rhode Island was, I'm pretty sure, a bunch of people that were expelled from Massachusetts, or one of the upper colonies. Oh, no, they left because they had their own ideas. I think mean, it was like, women had equal Yeah, but Rhode Island just refused to do a lot of things in American history. Uh, like, for example, it, like, before uh, the whole, so like number one, with the uh, Shays Rebellion, I'm pretty sure, it was one of the big rebellions at the time, either Shays Rebellion or Whiskey's Rebellion, the one that happened in Massachusetts. What happened is that they, they were called on to send National Guard troops. They were one of the ones that didn't send... National Guard troops oh, were the last to sign the Declaration of Independence. They're just a, they're just really weird in the terms of American history. Small state, big attitude. And I'm not saying America is a small state. I'm just saying that Rhode Island America has a pretty big attitude. The rest of the country, but yeah, like they would like they would be the Rhode Island of the British Empire. I see what you mean. Yeah. And do I think and do I think America would eventually gain their independence through blood and through blood and sweat? Yes, I do think they would. I think there's another revolution coming. 
I think it'd be I think it's much more violent than what you would put out there. I don't think America would just stay down after getting a taste of revolution. I Canada, for example, they did they weren't as uh you know free spirited or I would say more cowboy than the United States of America. That's why I say America would not just back down. I think they would keep going. And I don't think and I think eventually they're gonna have to get it. One time when France and England would go to war, I think America would just snap break free. I mean, yeah, that's a potential. I think one thing so Canada in our timeline was considering to join the revolution, but I think they were threatened by the British or something happened that they backed down. So I feel like Canada Remember Canada might... and the thirteen colonies are separate. Are very different. No, just no, no, like no, no, no. culturally I, I, different. I, I, I culturally different. Yeah, I know, but and and also socially structured different too. You could also debate that too. Well there would be in my opinion, there'd be no Canada in this scenario for British you're, I think Canada, well, I think yeah, that is true because Canada wasn't seemed valuable back then. So, it, well, even then, the French, the French own basically all of Canada. Yeah, so I definitely could see a reality of France owning all of Canada because uh, Canada wasn't seemed valuable back then. And yeah, I don't think Britain will care. They'll care yeah, more about okay, so Pedge, um, let's talk about. Uh, you want to discuss um, your opinion on the revolution, American? I mean, yeah, I mean. America will not win. What uh, Nick would say that George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, all those people get hunted is correct. The only way America will win is by aid. I mean, that's how they won in our reality. But there will be no aid helping the Americans unless if there's like some miracle in this alternate history. I don't think so. But I feel like there's always going to be that American hope because there's going to be anger. And the Americans and the thirteen colonies, but I totally agree with Nick. I I have no disagreement. All right, so this is the end of this episode, and I think we ended off on a pretty good note, guys. What do you think? Yeah. Great. So the next episode is going to be more of like I guess more future impacts of the French Revolution, the Napoleonic Wars, and into the nineteen hundreds, and, and I want it probably not the twenty first century, but I hope. Like we can get to World War One and we see what if World War One would happen and how would it look, and also the conflict in the nineteenth century as well. I'd say we just I, I say that the most we could probably do is up to maybe German unification. I don't think we realistically could go into World War One because that'd be so many different alliances. Like World War One itself is an entire big beast to tackle. Yeah, I mean that's if true. We try to let's see where we get this. right. Let's see where we get. Yeah. But one well, note, uh, sorry, one note before we, one note to help you, the viewer, transition to the next episode is. One of my thoughts, I was thinking, well, the British Empire, this is one of the most important wars for making them the sole, one of the strongest empires in the whole of humanity. humanity. So by losing this war, it's contested with the French. And one could debate that how instead of the standard global language is English, it could really be French. Or it could be English and French. There is no global language. Because this conflict set Britain, in my opinion, apart from its competition. Yeah, that, that's true. I do agree with you on that point, for sure. So if they, yeah, if the British lost, we could be very well speaking French right now, as the French could be the language of global commerce and the language of global, global working together. Yeah, diplomacy. Ho, ho, ho. Was that supposed to be French? Yeah, it's supposed to be a French laugh. Ho, ho, ho. Oh. <laughs> Moi. I think... M-O-I is French, I'm not too sure. Whatever, whatever, I, I can't speak French. Yeah, but anyway, Ty, do you want to have any closing notes before we end it? Nope. 
So I have no closing notes. I'm just hyped for part three. So ladies and gentlemen, I hoped you enjoyed part two of the Seven Years War. And stay tuned for this podcast because we're going to release part three and season two is going to be a banger. Right, guys? That's facts. But you better be on for part three. We ain't trying to get another part one. I will. You better. Because they don't hear you, they're going to be very disappointed. Don't worry, guys. I will. And girls. Yeah, but now, you know, just on to our usual closing statements. Again, any comments, likes, concerns, you can send it to our Twitter on a comment, or you can DM at, and the Twitter handle is at BackToThePastP1. And also, you can send an anchor voice message, so I will leave a link in the description on how to do that yourself, if you want to do it, if you're interested. And we will be sure to include it in the video. But yeah, and again, also any suggestions. Yeah, suggestions. Uh, if I didn't mention that, my bad. But again, thank you for watching. Make sure, you guys, stay safe out there because this snow is like a. L- we haven't had this much in years, so. Like a lot. Yeah, because especially here, in, like in the northeast, it's I think it's like two, two and a half feet, and I we haven't had that for years. And like not until the early two thousands or something like that. So it's it's a lot of snow.